Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we're moving on with our remake month with Swept Away from 2002, directed by Guy Ritchie, written and directed by Guy Ritchie, and produced by Matthew Vaughn. And I bring this up just because Matthew Vaughn like produced his crime films, his first two films, which are Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and Snatch. And, oh yeah, he does the Kingsman movies now. So this was like, this was like a full bro production a bro a production and i feel like this is important to mention so swept away is a remake of the 1974 italian film of the same name directed by lena wertmuller it's an american remake of a film that does not seem to understand what the original was, and that's the biggest problem. But I'll, I'll start with the general concept of yeah. the original film, which I watched the original film on Mubi. Um, a bunch of Lena's films are there, Seven Beauties, The Seduction of Mimi, Love and Anarchy. And I'm planning on watching all of them because after watching Swept Away, I was just like, this bitch is amazing. Because the thing about Lena is that she, and I mean bitch in only the nicest terms. Oh yeah, I feel like I feel like listeners could tell by the way you said bitch. Um, she... The way that she made she made films about gender in the seven well she still makes films about gender but in the seventies like she did she did a run of those films that I just mentioned and a lot of them were about Italian politics and and gender politics a lot of it having to do with socialism and communism versus capitalism and you know the higher and lower classes. So the original film tells the story of Raffaella and Generano, Generino, Generino and Raffaella. And Raffaella is an upper class Italian woman who's kind of like a very like culturally liberal and fiscally conservative kind of woman and so she's on a she's on a yacht with her friends and her husband and she spends like so much of the i would say that swept away is 80% communism versus capitalism arguments like yeah. every like from the moment that it starts that's what they're arguing about and that's like the whole point and so Raffaella thinks that communism is stupid right Generino loves communism totally. and and you know he's working class and she's rich and so he spends a lot of time earlier in the scenes on the boat just being like just like basically talking shit to the other like servants about how the liberated capitalist woman is out of control and that she doesn't know her place because the the interesting the communism that like it's discussed in the film is very much about like it's a very it's like a brochure list it's like yes. 
Yeah, bro- exactly. Brochialism, bro- uh, which is, it's just, uh, it's so wild to watch it now because I was just like, yeah, I totally understand this argument because I've seen this argument because this argument is is still pervasive. So, yeah, I mean, this was like the guy who's yelling about Hillary Clinton, but the way he's doing it is super sexist. So you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with her either, but like, maybe you shouldn't do it this way, bro. <laughs> like, very right. much that energy. And and to her credit, like Raffaella, like even though she is a capitalist and she is rich, the thing about her is that she's really fucking funny. Like the way I, I don't think there's any group of people that speaks faster than Italians do. Like I think Spanish and Italian are like neck and neck, but I think Italians speak speak like a little bit faster and so it's just a lot of like arguments where she's wrong but she's so funny about it she's so she's just so hilarious and <laughs> how wrong she is and like and that is a skill that's a rare skill to be so charming and good with words that even when you're really wrong you're like other people can be charmed by that and kind of like, well, yeah, I I see what you're saying, even though it's completely fucked up or I don't agree. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of me watching the movie, which the original swept away is fucking awesome, man. Like I fucking, I watched, I watched some parts of it online that I could snag. So I would have a good reference and it definitely felt very different than the 2002 one. Cause I did want to know, like, the argument was the argument actually successfully made in the original versus the remake. Cause it's very obvious that the remake does not actually explore capitalism versus communism in any kind of meaningful way. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's interesting. It, I wouldn't even say, you know, a, an interesting thing about swept away is that it doesn't really say one of them is right and one of them is wrong. It's it's basically an experiment of these two, because when they get stuck on the island, it's an experiment of just like two personalities clashing based on ideology. And then essentially the man um, like brings the woman, like pulls her into submission in a way. And she, I mean, and the thing is, is that like, of course it's fucked up. Of course their relationship is abusive. He hits her a lot. The f- they their first sexual encounter is rape. Like it like it's upsetting. Are you talking about that in the first one or in the second? It's in both. Right, cuz I was going to um, say I didn't watch enough of the first to see, but I was curious if the first was as jarring in that way in the sense of the violence. Well, the thing about the first one is that like the way that people argue with each other is very confrontational. Like they're in each other's faces a lot. There's hands. And so when it, when it happens kind of like the viol there's so much violence on the outset of it, that it's less of a surprise than it is in the two. In the, in the newer one where it's because like, we- now is the violent time where there's a lot of violence. Right. Like everyone is very aggressive in the original Italian one. It's supposed to be, it's like supposed to be commentary, like specifically, um, you know, between um, North Italy and South Italy. There's so much conversation about you're a Southerner, you two, there's like, he's, he's a Southerner, he's dark. And um, 
you know, uh, the woman is constantly telling him, like calling him black and calling him too dark. And so a lot of that is going on. But the thing is, is that it's very specific to the culture of Italy. She Lena was was creating political commentary based on what was going on right then. And everything that they discuss is exclusive to Italy. Right. And it doesn't make any sense in the newer one because Madonna's not Italian. She's not supposed to be an Italian character. She's supposed to be an American. I I think she might be like Italian-American, but like that's not the same thing. Yeah, like, but she's supposed to be, like he refers to her as an American. And so then when she calls him, the names that she calls him, it feels extra jarring beyond the racism itself. It's just like the context doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. So... So the 2002 version, which was, you know, as I said, it was Guy Ritchie's third film. Um, he, you know, he made it with Madonna, who he had married. They got married in 2000, and they made this film in 2002, and they divorced in 2008. Yeah. Um, so right before this, I was reading an interview talking about Slept Away, and he doesn't. Guy Ritchie does not regret making it, and he had a good time. Like, like several, like this is a very recent interview. I think from like last year or like right before that or something. He's he's fine. He said that he hated releasing it and he hated the way that people dealt with it because I think because in his opinion it just meant that like he was a hot you know filmmaker. He had made like two good gangster films, and then the moment that he like diverges from the formula people don't like the movie and so his opinion was people not liking the movie had to do with their expectations for the movie um i get what i mean i like (laughs) okay so my feelings about this movie aside i understand how as a filmmaker he would see it that way because that is a very real thing people know you Oh, by the way, the interview is from 2017. So now that I got it properly. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, if people know you for one thing, then um, like they do, people do, fan bases have backlash. The public doesn't know how to deal with artists evolving, filmmakers evolving, directors evolving, branching out. Sure. But this is a bad movie. <laughs> and It's like it, it would be a bad movie on its own, but it's also a bad remake. Um, so it is, it's fascinating to me because we all have skewed perceptions of ourselves and what we make for better, or for worse, but it's fascinating that he can look at it that way. And maybe, maybe he also doesn't feel good about it, but he doesn't want to give the public that because they already have their judgment, you know, that, that could be also. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's really interesting. Cause I mean, the number one problem with swept away is that it was discussing a discussing politics in a time and place that is not really it's not really shown as relevant in this film because instead of an italian person just vacationing on another part of italy right um, it's it's an american woman who is coming to italy with her husband and has no concept of like Italian politics in any kind of way. And they could have fixed it by making her husband Italian, but her husband is played by Bruce Greenwood, noted Canadian actor Bruce Greenwood. So it's like, it's her, yeah, the cast. Madonna, Bruce Greenwood, who plays her husband, 
Um, Elizabeth Banks is here as like the right, like not relief. not Italian, not not giving us Italian in the casting. And uh, Jean Triple Jeannie Triplehorn is here, also not Italian. The only it's main Italian, I mean, the kitchen staff is played by Italian actors, and then of course there's the main character, um, Adriano Giannini who plays Giuseppe Esposito, who, and this, and this um, actor is the son of the man who starred in the first movie. You can yes. tell they, they, they look similar. They do. But, the, but like to get into, cause a lot of their conflict, Madonna spends a lot of time calling oh, Madonna's character is named Amber. That's so funny to me. Fucking I know. Amber. I was cracking up so hard at that. I was like, I don't know why it just, it's such a choice. So Amber is always calling Giuseppe black. And there are a couple things here. Um, yeah. One, Amber is American. So her concept of black is literally black people. If she was Italian, it might make more sense, but it doesn't because she's American and lives in a country full of black people. Right. The second thing is that uh, this actor is not dark like his father at all. Yeah, exactly. So like, so even it, like, yeah. even if it was like <laughs> intra-community colorism, it wouldn't make like, it, like they're not... He's not the very mo- much darker than Madonna. Like yeah, I was the, just like, what? <laughs> the movie keeps telling us that he's dark, and it's he's not. And they don't even like do anything to make it seem like they don't give him any. Like, thank God. Like, I'm glad oh, that they yeah, didn't like sure. do any makeup or anything. But they don't even like do anything like with the lighting or anything that would make it that would make it that way. He's just a normal white guy with a normal tan. Which I guess, like, I, maybe his mom is, like, lighter skinned than his dad, probably. And, like, but it's just... I know, I honestly <laughs> kept, like, I was obviously relieved that the movie didn't have him wear blackface or, like, put really terrifying makeup on him. But I kind of kept waiting for something like that to happen because she kept calling him all these names. And beyond just the weirdness of this, like racism from an American towards an Italian in 2002 I was like huh <laughs> what she, I was yeah. also just like I don't even this isn't even selling that like there it just didn't make any sense it was like Guy Ritchie decided to not change that part at all or explain it and was like well it's important to include this dynamic but like you said Jordan it doesn't make sense when it's not in the context of Italian politics and Italian identity in the 70s <laughs> right and it's and he didn't change much of the script at all, which is a huge problem because no, none of this, like she, I wrote down some of the insults that Amber uh, sl- like slings at Giuseppe and it's calls him a monkey, calls him a hairy black midget, despite the fact that he is taller than her. <laughs> that was the thing. And I kept, I kept like, almost like cringing at myself because I was like obviously I'm not saying oh these you know racist insults need to make sense or anything because that's not how it works but I was like but they still like don't even from a racist like 
I can't even imagine her. It just feels like she would use offensive insults that made more sense for him. Like what? Like she's just throwing out words. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like you know, like I was just like, how how could this even hurt his feelings? It's like, who are you talking to? What's going on? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, it's weird. It's it's true to the original, but it, it it shouldn't. Like, it's so in the original, it's like very clear. Like, like she like. <sighs> <laughs> uh the main character is just constantly just like oh you black bastard and then the guy um and then the guy's just constantly just like you white bitch like it's like a very clear <laughs> dynamic which brings me to the fact that like really the only way that this movie could work <laughs> is if it was set in America, they would either have to be totally Italian, or if we were going, if it's going to be American, which I guess is the is it's the conceit. Of course, it's an American yeah. film. the The guy would have to be black, like he he would have to be black. Like that's really the only way that it would work. The only other way that it would work is if the main character wasn't Madonna at all, and it was a light-skinned black person, and the man was a darker-skinned black. Essentially, like, if, it is yes. some, if it's American, there's just no way it can work unless one character is black or native. Black right. or native, that's the only way that it would work. And then, and, and then, like, it does need to be... And then the writing still doesn't work in certain ways because, yeah, because it wasn't written for American racial politics. So it's like... Right. So it and really it, just doesn't work with this change in casting. Yeah, because I mean, from an American and from an American perspective, no one would even make this because the implications of it are grotesque, like, right? And like in Italy, like I in European film, it there's more of an environment for stuff like this stuff like this like really hard-hitting stuff like you know uh like the woman who directed like anatomy of hell and fat girl the work that verhoven does in like in france italy and spain the ways in which they talk about like gender and politics and sex and rape is way more open and also there's a sense of brutalism that america is very afraid of right so like like a movie like fat girl would not be made in america like it's just not it was just it would never happen yeah uh, absolutely i mean we like to you know hide everything and pretend it doesn't exist right for better or for worse there's there's you know elements of good and bad depending on how you look at it but i completely agree there there's also just like genre and culture connect you know and so certain style choices in how you explore an idea or a relationship really shift from culture to culture. And I actually think that is an issue with uh, like Hollywood in general, not recognizing the nuance of movies from other countries and the cultural like context and thinking, I just think there's this like American cockiness where it's like, we're the center of the universe. And so of course we can relate to and adapt anything. And that's just not true. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's a huge issue here because it's a lot of like hubris. And so, okay. So in the original film, it starts on the boat and they immediately like from minute one are debating about communism. This film, we begin with Madonna and we're just going to call her Madonna. Um, And Madonna, we're going to go Madonna and Mr. Esposito. There, yes. we did it. We did it. So she, you see her, like, you know, being glamorous, like getting all glammed up, getting ready to come on this trip with her husband, Bruce Greenwood. And we're introduced to their dynamic, which is basically she is unhappy and he just puts up with her. And it's hard to tell if it's like a loveless marriage or if like there was love there. And she, I mean, she seems to be the issue. Like she is very unhappy and she is like determined to make other people unhappy. Yeah, because it's not just her being classist and racist. It's She's also just a generally unpleasant person to everyone. Like even to her rich white friends. Like she's just... Every single meal, she's making a scene. She's complaining. She's deriding her husband. She's even saying snarky things to her friends. Like, she cannot let anyone be comfortable and have a good time. So it it feels to me like the first 10 to 15 minutes are just establishing that Madonna is the worst person ever. (laughs) Like, it's just like her character is insufferable in all of the ways. And cartoonishly and boringly so, in my opinion, you can make a horrible character that I still enjoy watching or that I could understand how they could have charm but madonna's character does not have that no madonna is playing it like a very angry um pta mom which which brings me to the other thing that i wanted to talk about so in the original film there let me actually check the the age factor of the situation <laughs> it is very different because in the original film the two the two main characters um Raffaella and and Generino are essentially the same age. Actually Generino's like in real life one year younger. They are the same age. There's like sexual tension from the beginning. Yeah. And there's a they're and, and they're essentially at the same points in their lives. And so like that's that's a huge factor of it. In this version, Madonna was 44 when this film was made and the actor playing Giuseppe was 31 years old. And so the film, the film's like its biggest departure is that it is an older woman and a younger man. And also that she hits on him first on the boat and he turns her down. That does not happen in the original, which sets up this idea that she is an older woman who is is basically it's like she's negging him because she wants to fuck him and then when they get to the island he starts negging her which is not how yeah. the original works yeah all. it very much feels like this trope of like the really moneyed uh you know middle middle-aged woman who like She's rich. She looks good. She just wants to have sex with a man who's a little bit younger. And maybe she fetishizes the men that 
work as her staff, right? Like there's, to me, that was how it read was that Absolutely. trope of, I wouldn't say cougar because she's, I don't know, she's like 10 years older and he's in his thirties. She- so it doesn't feel that extreme, no. but yeah, there is that dynamic of like, I'm older, I'm rich. I want to fuck you. Even though I've been degrading you the whole time, that's actually part of it for me. Right. And that right. is very different. That is very different than two people the same age having tension the entire time. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing is, is that like her dynamic with him is very much like a white woman who runs a plantation, like treating her slave like shit. Like that's the, that's the entire. Well, the word slave is used a lot in this movie. Yeah. It was like, holy shit. It's just like, and it's just like, if you're going to do that, then just go for it and make him black. Like, I just feel like they just like tiptoed around it by making him a guy who's clearly white so that whenever she's like referring to him in in terms that you would refer to, like a racist white woman would have heard her black, there's no black person there. So then it just seems weird. Yeah, it's like, if you're going to make everyone this uncomfortable and like go such grotesque places you might as well actually say or do something (laughs) like it felt like the worst of both worlds to me in that sense where it's like it's going places but nowhere that really fits with the casting and it doesn't feel like it's digging into anything it's just like her yelling insulting horrible things and then eventually he's yelling horrible things and being violent (laughs) I wonder if, like, she and Guy Ritchie were attracted to this project because, like, Madonna is a decade older than Guy Ritchie, and that was, like, a thing. And I wonder if, like, they just thought it was hot. Like, it's like, oh. Well, I like, was, this that's is what like- I was thinking because I was like, this is, like, were they, did they think this was kinky? And then I was I think like, they did. Yeah, and I was, like, looking up um, interviews about their marriage and like a lot of friends you know talked about how Madonna called the shots one of them described this scene where like Guy Ritchie um basically like Guy Ritchie had to chug his coffee because Madonna wanted to leave and he looked really upset and they described him as a purse holder and all this all these like very I mean there's a lot to unpack with these ideas of emasculation in a marriage and whatnot But this idea that like Madonna was bossy and Guy both loved and resented that. And I felt like that dynamic came through here in the most toxic way possible. Um, But I I was just so curious at the choice to, yeah, like uh, obviously this is a remake, so it's not like Guy thought of this story, but to remake this with an American and cast your wife in this role where she is being degraded, she's, First of all, she's playing a character that no one likes. Second of all, when we're supposed to like her, according to the movie, is only through this lens of her having been degraded and humbled by this man in the most violent ways. Um, I was just like, I cannot imagine having a partner hand me that, (laughs) like hand me that script and me be like, yes, babe. (laughs) What? Yeah, I would would seriously be like, we need to talk about how you're feeling about me. Well, yeah, I mean, I it's it's pretty fucking wild, and I think, like, (laughs) like you know, because most of Guy Ritchie's work is about masculinity, and this almost felt like 
him like trying to explore masculinity not just through the storytelling but through the way that it is shot that's the other thing is that the original film is beautiful like really like lush like deep colors and like great cinematography this film looks like shit and part of it is that (laughs) it's like very stylized in a way where it like makes you think that you're watching like like one of Guy Ritchie's other films, like Snatch or Lux, Docking Two Smoking Barrels, instead of the movie that it is. And he just comes with this very like masculine, like almost like music video aesthetic to a story that doesn't call for that. Yeah, it's very like it moves way too slow for the aesthetic that he's trying to use. You know, like this is a a story that is kind of slow because the original is really about this debate, you know, that we're seeing play out. And this is, it's like an action aesthetic with this really flat, degrading narrative. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I mean, like the most beautiful visual parts for me, of course, were when they're in the middle of the ocean, when they first get separated from the boat you know they're they're um their like lifeboat thing is like deflated and they're just kind of you know waiting to drown of course they don't drown um and they're in the middle of the water but that's just because like a big shot of water is very hard to not have be beautiful (laughs) yeah it's very hard to uglify a shot of water so the basic plot of this this film as it is is that Woman mean to man, woman insist that they go out um, onto the water when it, it's not the right time to go out into the water. Woman and man get stuck on an island and man uses it as an opportunity to create an environment where he is God and she is his servant. And within that framework she falls in love with him and it's um it's it's horrible <laughs> it's well but, but, well i mean it what are you gonna say it's not i know I'm gonna I have know. reasons i'm not just gonna say that but oh yeah no no <laughs> i could just feel you like uh why is she saying that <laughs> no i wasn't no 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 go ahead that's no, not just, it's horrible because like as a viewer who wanted to get a lot from this, like I kept seeing the movie go towards things that could have been interesting. And when we talk about the original, like that's a good example of having a lot of these same elements, but actually saying something or exploring something. Uh, And I felt like it kept going towards, yeah, let's exploit the fact that there's human fallibility that is attached to any ideology. Like no ideology is pure when humans carry it out like whoever is carrying out or talking about an ideology their humanity is going to affect how that looks with them you know uh and so like that could have been really interesting or just the intersections of classism but then also misogyny and like you know the the ways that it's not a cut and dry power dynamic because she's rich or because he's a man like there are so many there were so many themes that this version, you know, touched on. Like, it's like Guy Ritchie dipped his foot and then didn't. And then you just, so then there was just this violence. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like that was to me, it was just like, are we going to go there? Oh no, we're not. Okay. Just this violence. And that was worse to me than if there wasn't anything that I saw that could have been mined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah i yeah i i just i just you know what yeah it, it, oh you're absolutely right um and in the entire movie there's only like one conversation about capitalism and yeah. uh, and it's on and it's on the boat and it's very very soft ball as if like they didn't even want like the major changes to the script is taking all of the politics out of it. Like, that's the biggest change. But they left in everything else. Like, all of the scenes still... Like, every everything except the politics. Like, it's so... like it, it, And so what's left is that when they get to the island, it's essentially a music video. It's shot like a music video, and it's played like a music video, where they're... And, But the content of their love story, because it's not politically charged, because it's not because there's something like on the on the island in the original, there's so much like everything is about a politic like it's essentially like the physical manifestation of two politics like coming in. And and without that air in this 2002 version, what we have is just like a really boring, like almost like beach read kind of situation where like you could just imagine like it being written by like E.L. James. Like <laughs> it's very E.L. It's very E.L. Jamesy in the sense that like it's trying to have commentary and it does not work. It thinks that uh things are like <laughs> it thinks that like abusiveness is sexy which i don't think oh I, yeah that's, that's not the thing that's not like, the original it's so jarring how it goes immediately from like scenes and scenes of him yelling hitting abusing her to just like literally there's like a scene where he's hitting her and then the next one they're just running hands together on the beach and it's clear that the it's it's different than when a movie is showing an abusive relationship and like it's implied that the movie knows and that we're supposed like, you know, that's part of it. But with this, it's like, Oh look, now they're connected. (laughs) It's like, what? And like you said, without the politic, there's no reason for any of this. You know, there's no, like, what is the point of that? And yeah. And, it, it just becomes this whole older woman and younger man right. are like together thing. And it just becomes this whole like lifetime kind of thing that it just, it's completely declawed of its political context. And so there's, there's no actual like substance there. And then there's also the fact that like Madonna is really bad in this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, the context of this movie, I don't feel like her lines are great in this context, but also she does, perf- she performs it like a music video, you know, like you do line reading and it's very much like I'm acting, you know, I'm angry, like, you know, doing an angry sentence before the song hits, before the beat drops, except this is two hours of that. <laughs> so. Yeah. And this is, this is Madonna, this was Madonna's last um, narrative film role, like in person. She did do a voice for Arthur and the Invisibles in 2006, but this is the last time like on screen 
where you see her and she's playing a character. Yeah. Like she, of course, like still made, still, she made another documentary called I'm going to tell you a secret. But like, once again, she's just herself actually right after she divorced Guy Ritchie, she made, she made her directorial debut with a film called Filth and Wisdom in 2008. And then in 2011, she, she did W E. So it was like, after this, like she essentially gave up acting and it's weird because like I know that Madonna is considered to be a terrible actress but I've seen her in movies where she is good and unfortunately it kind of seems like she got worse over time instead of better because this this I think is her worst performance yeah that sucks yeah I was thinking about that the the element of her potentially getting worse and then I was wondering is that on is that solely her or is that the way that people directed her as well you I know think that she was directed poorly a lot of the time yeah like I, I feel like it was a combination of like oh well Madonna we're not gonna direct her in the way that maybe we would someone else or we're not gonna cast her in the way and it's like this kind of cyclical thing Uh, where then she's also not bringing that much to it. But yeah, I definitely, of what I've seen, this was the worst Madonna performance. And I want to say that, like, Madonna, I will name her good performances in my opinion. Um, In some of her movies I have not seen. But from the one, Desperately Seeking Susan, she's good. Who's that girl? I think she's good. But also those are, like, very... um, those are like low stakes, like kind of movies. Uh, Dick Tracy, I think that she's really yes, fucking good in Dick Tracy. Great. Love her in that. And I think she's really great in A League of Their Own. And I think maybe um, A League of Their Own might have been her, like, she she's just really, she's I mean, really she, fucking She was great. fantastic in A League of Their Own, yeah. Yeah, and so... Uh, I also, okay, I liked her in Agent, <laughs> I, I liked her in Agent Cody Banks, but, <laughs> but that was, you know, perfect casting, so... Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is not, like, I'm not here to talk shit about Madonna. She's no. bad in this movie, but I do not subscribe to the idea that she's never given a good performance, and I don't know why that's what other people think, but but that's fine. Um, in terms of uh, Adriano, you know, his his father is an actor. His mother is an actor. So it was in the blood. And he's good. He's good. But, yeah. he's, but there are two things working against him. And that's one is that Madonna is doing a bad job. And two is that he and Madonna don't look good together at all. Yeah. And they have no they have no chemistry. I, I really did feel for him, though, because there were so many scenes where I was like, he is just bringing so much energy to this. She is not matching it. They just don't have physical chemistry. In my opinion, I don't know if it would be possible for them to, if she was acting or directed. Right. Um, but he was trying, he was like putting it in. (laughs) He was like putting in the work, which made me like, I respected him for that. And I also felt bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause it, because we just spend a lot of time with them hanging out together and the way that they hang like the whole brute the thing is that their relationship isn't nearly as brutal as it is in the original which is wild which is wild to think but it is like it's very like 
if this movie scan if the the scenes on the island scandalize you in this movie i don't know if you're going to be able to deal with the original because it's because it's way more brutal but it's also a better movie so it it really just depends on like and of course trigger warning there's a rape scene in this movie and there is a rape scene in the original um so like definitely be warned but like in terms like after that it's very it just becomes like really innocent like and it's weird whiplash because it's just like okay (laughs) so we're just yeah so we're just done (laughs) with the brutality so wait what (laughs) what was that what just happened oh my god yeah it's so it's just like a lot of um i mean yeah it's like you know they they end up getting saved from the island of course oh oh oh, before they do though i wanted to talk about the fact that like the scene where she where she sings for him is not in the original and it's so wild that they that it's madonna and they have the nerve to like do this whole cutaway where she's performing a song and she's not and she's lip syncing to it that's just so weird that's not in the original that was so weird to me that was such a weird choice like if you're gonna have madonna sing have her sing have her perform let her do what she's really good at. <laughs> like, what? What is this? And yeah, I mean, I felt like it was just a choice to really hammer in the fact that he was, you know, <laughs> abusive. Like, I, I don't know. I was he just like, I was just like, this is so gratuitous. Like, he also fine. Just kept on calling her like his little vixen, which is also not in the original. In the original, there are no pet names, but he's just constantly like, <laughs> yeah. It was so. I was like, did he just learn? Is that like his word of the day? Like, who who the hell says vixen, especially in this context? Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. Also, what's funny is that um, Fade Into You plays into plays in this. I know. I was screaming. I was like, wow, Mazzy Star could never dream of this. <laughs> what a choice. Here we are. That did make me laugh. Like, that was when my brain fully melted out of my head. And I was just like, yes, this is exactly what's happening in my life right now. <laughs> this this scene. So, so they do get rescued, but I think it's important to point out that Madonna doesn't want to be rescued because she just wants to live on the island. She's just like, no, we can do this. And that's in the original too. This, like, I don't want to go back to the real world. We should just live like this. And he, of course, is just like, no, I want to see how you would, how you'll be in the real world. And like, if you'll still choose me and, um, spoiler she doesn't. She she doesn't choose him. Um, she so, just so ends, heartbreaking since they have such a good relationship. She and it's like it's wild because he buys her a ring and like he like he has a boat ready for her to come and she just she leaves and like she's on the helicopter and she's like crying and Bruce Greenwood like in this version like the husband the husband has no idea what happened in the original but I love how in this one they just add a note like it's like oh it's Bruce Greenwood let's give him something to do where he realizes that. that something happened but they don't really talk about it and it's they just, just there kind of, it's just kind of hanging in the air 
and then they just leave and of course there's like <laughs> there's just like a, a Mr. Esposito is just like chasing down the plane and he's got the ring and then he like throws the ring into the ocean and then you watch the ring just like fall into the ocean it's so funny it's like it's like weathering heights all over again it's the cello of this movie <laughs> that's a throwback for our listeners who've been with us oh, for a while M- mtv's weathering heights great episode had a great time talking about it um so i i actually want to talk about the um ending to the original film did you watch the ending yes okay so the ending to the original film is that he arrives back and you figure out that he has a wife and kids that he is going to abandon to to be with with his blonde capitalist love and he buys a ring like as in the same thing and it's funny because like his wife shows up and like <laughs> it's because like he basically treats his wife the exact way that he treats. so he just like is hitting his wife and his wife is just like a nice person and they have like multiple children and like when his his capitalist love leaves he also he just he still decides to desert his family and he says that he is done with the quote entire female species um it's a true joker story this is uh (laughs) this is his joker moment this is uh he's ready to he's a, a a man who goes his own way is that what they call themselves some of the incels yeah, so it, it's interesting that, like, in the in the Madonna version, it's a very sad romantic ending where we're supposed to really like this guy. And in the end of the original movie, it's clear that you're that the movie isn't trying to make you like him which, at all, which is much much better which in my makes, opinion. Like, I like that better. It feels, it yeah. I I just like. Like it makes more sense to me, and because he's not a good guy, no, and no, he's, and a, he's a fucking rapist. He's an abusive rapist. <laughs> so, like the, it's also just so classic Hollywood to, um, like in, include most of the brutality, but also never actually include like <laughs> the the ending nuances that put it into perspective that are like, yeah, no, this guy's bad. But instead be like, yeah, this, this is so sad that she doesn't want to be with him. Like that is such a classic American move. Like missing, yeah, it's like, just like missing the point. Like, right. Cause I mean, uh, the original is, is complex in a way where it's even, it's so hard to talk about because the original is coming from like a place that, you know, I don't have like a lot of um, historical or cultural backgrounds from, but you, you have to imagine that it, it, it ends originally that way because the you the masculine utopia that this man wants to have does not exist right exactly um so uh, it's you know it's not supposed to make you feel good it's supposed to make you think like you know i'm sure that there are plenty of like uh explanations for why she leaves him i I I think I think that she leaves him in the original because like it's just not 
she figures out that it's really just not what she wants and she loves him. But she knows on some level that, like, there's something wrong, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, she knows, like, she knows that it was abusive, even if she wouldn't use that word. But she can feel that this is not a dynamic that she wants to be in or continue in. The Madonna version feels a lot more like she doesn't know that, but she doesn't want to give up her privileged life. Exactly. Yeah. So like she's actually idealizing this guy on the island, but she knows that like she likes her champagne dinners and he's not going to be able to afford real champagne. And part of it is that like in in the original, it's that like her husband, um, Raphael's husband is just like very, you know, lenient with her. Like she's very, you know, he allows her to be a kind of like independent woman within that marriage. And I think that part of that is that like, she's not sure if she wants to give up that independence. Whereas like in the Madonna version, it really doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just clear that she just wants to be rich because she doesn't really even care about her husband. And since we don't really know like how she functions as a human being, we don't really know well, like so it, what she's even going back to. <laughs> yeah, and it's also strange because in the Madonna one, I remember on the bow early in the movie, something is mentioned of like her father having money, which makes me think, okay, well, if she has money, like her own money, if the main thing she cares about is being rich, she doesn't need to stay with her husband, you know? Um, so that's like a whole nother thing, but maybe she just likes the security of being in a rich couple, you know, having access to more capital, having that kind of status, not dealing with the gossip. I don't know. You know, the movie doesn't actually take us there. We just have, movie- we just fill it in. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, this movie is a great example of how like adaptation is really fucking hard, man. Like you can't just, and neither Madonna nor Guy Ritchie nor Matthew Vaughn, because, you know, the producer also has a hand in it. Like you would think if this movie had a better producer, they would have been like, oh, um, yeah, maybe like, let's shift some <laughs> of these choices. No one seems to be like no one knew what they were talking about. And the one person that did have a connection to it, um, the, the son of the original actor, you know, he... <laughs> He's essentially just filling in for his dad here. And I get the feeling that like he was not like a powerful influence in the process. And he's just here to like do his like, you know, like add to his dad's legacy. And like if it's just if you think about it in those terms, like his performance is is good. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, I, I just, felt like he performed as well as he could given the material, given all the choices made around him. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I I felt the most bad for him because oh, like, me too, for sure. He just it's just like he just got he just got uh entangled with these Americans who really didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah, and, I, I mean, I do. I think this is a great example of like adaptation being really hard, and you know, like we've touched on it, like cross cultural adaptation um requires another level of attention. And this doesn't have that. Or if it did, it got lost in translation, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I also think that it's important that the original was directed by a woman. 
And so like her explorations of gender, like when you think about that, then you're also thinking about, okay, so from a woman's perspective, what is the function of this rape? And so it's very much like rape as domination and like an an analysis of that. Right. And in this version, it's like, it's just rape as like it just feels like rape as violence, rape as rape humiliation. As Obviously, right. rape is violence either way, but there is a different feeling for what why it's there. You know, this feels like just like a guy who wants to rape a woman, um, and it's not even as it's not even as intentional as domination. Yeah, and and this also is why this movie isn't funny because the original like it's it's funny it's got it the original is funny and it has a lot of energy and everyone is very like animated but animated as adults you know like everybody is adults having adult conversations and everything's like very like rapid and everybody's talking shit to each other and slinging insults and everyone's great at it madonna is bad at slinging insults um and nobody and also and also there's none that are written in this version that are like there's nothing that's actually like good like there's no like oh this is witty banter because every time it starts to go there it just goes zero to a hundred way too quick and that's because they took out the politics (laughs) they did so it's not funny it's not smart it's not romantic it's made poorly this is just this is just a disaster. Like the whole thing is a disaster. And I wish like when, like I, I don't mistake me when like, we're talking about these remakes, like we're really trying, like we're not just going in and just being like, like, Oh, can't wait to watch this shit. Like we're coming at it from the point where like, like I wanted this to be a good movie. I wanted to be wrong. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm not wrong. I mean, that, I'm not that's wrong. That's how we approach all of our movies. Like, yeah. So I, I feel like that's obvious in our analysis. You know, we want things to be good. We want them to have more than they do sometimes. And that's the disappointing part is that we know that there could be more. Yeah. And so in this sense, like I, I, the best suggestion that I can make is watch the original once again, trigger warning for um, assault and abuse. I think it's a very fascinating and well-made film. And, you know, I, I think, I think a lot of Lena's work is really fascinating. And I actually plan to watch uh, like a bunch, four of her films are streaming on movie. If you have that streaming service, it's kind of like a criterion thing where it's like very like art house and like indie stuff. And, you know, it's been really interesting digging into her catalog and, I I would just I would say do that and don't go anywhere near this. Yes. <laughs> definitely. And yeah, just uh you know, don't don't be uh violent and call people racist names. And don't don't write scripts or, or decide to adapt movies you're not ready to adapt and then put your wife in them. I know I know a lot of our listeners were considering doing that. So I just wanted to advise against that. Uh, our theme song is by Clutch Douglas. And if you're listening to this, then you found us. But we always love a, a gorgeous review. If you feel like it, you can just leave stars. You don't have to leave words. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. I'm Jordan Searles. Bye. Bye. Uh, yeah.
Back it up. 